Today's show is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. The men's accessories marketplace. Head on over to CuffLinks.com slash DVR today and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. They've got tons of stuff over there, whether it's gift set boxes. They've got Marvel ones. I'm looking at right now. Captain America Shields, baby. They have style from a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, any of the geeky stuff, and of course, the classic styles that you've grown to love. Go over to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Welcome back to Daily DVR. We've got a great show for you today. Just want to thank everyone for downloading the show. Want to thank everyone for all your support in downloading and giving feedback for Loki. That was so fun. Shout out to Delvin. Shout out to Mike. Andy, who's with me tonight. He was on an episode. We just had a blast. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do it without people listening and participating. So thank you, everyone, on the Patreon, on the Facebook And all of you out there who download, and I never even heard from you. It's insane, the number of people. (laughs) When I look at the numbers sometimes, and I'm like, I think I know about 50 people um, ever in 11 years. People should not be afraid to to, to write in or or message you or something. I mean, that's how I first started getting started on these things is I've started messaging you about lost way back when and it just went from there so yeah. don't be afraid to write axel loves to talk to people i do that's kind of my problem in life um <laughs> as i sit in my garage on the nine o'clock on a tuesday evening uh but the garage is open we're having fun you heard the voice of andy and andy is here with me tonight we are going to be talking about our mcu marvel cinematic universe brackets that we did on our facebook page Um, had a lot of fun results there and it gives us a chance to just kind of talk shit on some of these movies and also (laughs) some people's opinions. And, um, if we have time, depending on the time, we might get into some talk of streaming services and he took some impromptu polls and I recently had a experience with direct TV and decided to keep the service. So we were going to kind of talk about that. But we might do that. Let's see how it goes. We might end up doing that in a couple weeks because next week I'm getting back to just doing one-off pods. So hopefully you enjoy them. I always like when I do this. Gives me an opportunity to talk to different people. And next week I'm going to have a very special guest. That is a surprise. And I have been waiting to talk to this person for a long time. It's going to be very exciting. That's all I'm going to say. But before we continue and before I let Andy speak, I have three things I want to say. Number one, get vaccinated, people. It's safe. I'm vaccinated. Andy, aren't you vaccinated? Uh, yes. One of the one of the shows that I did with you and Mike, uh, that was after my second shot and I felt like I had a hangover yeah. all day. But yes, I have. I got there was the second one is uh, right around Easter. So, yep. There you go. Fully vaccinated. Yep. I was a little tired about three days after. I now yep. know hundreds of people who are safely vaccinated. We're in this together. Number two, I wanted to give a shout out and just a brief pause here for Bob Odenkirk. 
literally moments before we started the show, I'm on Facebook checking to see if anyone wanted to join us because I did a little open call. And I found out that Bob Odenkirk was rushed to the hospital. He collapsed on the set of Better Call Saul. It's in dispute whether that was in L.A. or New Mexico. There's contradicting reports. Regardless, we wish him well. You have any? I know you. You commented on there, Andy. I'm sure you're a little worried about it too. Yes, it's very scary, especially at that. That's that age where bad stuff can happen pretty a lot more regularly. I mean, I think I looked it up. He's 58 or 59. That's yeah. it's still very young, but. It's scary. Those guys put themselves under a lot of pressure sometimes. I hope it's nothing too serious. Well, it's also my understanding, and I could be wrong about this. I know David Cross had a lot of uh, issues with substance abuse, and yep. I think I think Bob Odenkirk did too. So yep. I think ever I think everybody involved with that with their show did, if yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah, and he did. I mean, he spent a lot of time on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he yep. spent a lot of time. In a lot and empty a lot of different places working hard until he could get to that point where people would even consider him for a role like Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad. Yep. And to take to get the role and not only to get it, but to knock their socks off, become a part of the show, they basically kept writing him into it, then create a show around him, and it turns out to be, in my opinion, one of the greatest television shows ever made, Better Call Saul. Um, it's just, you know, that's just a great story. And so I've always, I don't know the guy, never met him. Actually, I did meet him once in New York, but it was very brief. And I, I don't, I don't can't remember if I shook hands with him, but I also met David Cross many times because he used to ride the path all the fucking time. But, how how was David Cross? Was he a decent guy? Yeah, he was perfectly cool. Nobody talked. I mean, I I I I, I would just be like, hey. Well, you know, yeah, give him a nod, I would never. You know? Anytime I've been around a celebrity, I would never go up and talk to him. But I sometimes you can kind of tell if somebody treats people like an ass or if they yeah. just want to be left alone, which is really fine. That's how I would want to be. <laughs> so I've always wondered about David Cross because he, he seems like the kind of guy that could be either super cool or a super asshole. So well, both of those guys. So I think that you said it right there. I think he could probably be both, but in my experience, which was extremely brief and nodding at him on a subway and him nodding back to me and smiling a couple times, cause he really was on the path all the time. I don't, he must've lived in Jersey city at the time I did. I think he did actually, um, huh. he must have, and he rode the path that I would always catch him like around, I think he would get on at Grove street, uh, because I was getting on at journal square, but, um, regardless that has nothing to do with anything but just me telling <laughs> stories. But it's just uh, I wish the guy well. I hope you, it's kind of I'm I'm kind of worried because it's been a couple hours we haven't heard anything. Yeah, I just uh, I just saw right before we went on uh, one of his former co-stars, Michael McKeon, was wishing him well and to get well soon. So it's oh man, it's sad. Yeah. And there isn't that aren't they filming the last season? Isn't it the last season coming up? I, you know what? I can never remember whether they announced that there was going to be two more seasons before yeah, they I can't shot keep the it last anymore one. Either. Or yeah, I can't. It doesn't matter to me because it's yeah. going to be awesome. Oh yeah, totally yeah. not. Yeah. So, 
we'll see what happens, but hopefully that works out. And, uh, I had one more announcement for you, Andy, before we get to the brackets, which is very exciting. My friend, my bro, Mr. Mike Hull, who we haven't done a pod in a long time. We've got to get him on a pod sooner rather than later. His film called Betrayal at Attica is going to premiere on HBO Max this Sunday, August 1st. Go on to HBO Max, probably Saturday night, actually. Watch it. It is amazing. It is a about a lawyer, Elizabeth Fink, who Mike was very good friends with. I had the opportunity to hang out with her a bunch of times, too. And it's I'm not even going to tell the story, but let me tell you something, folks. If you've been listening to me for any amount of time and if you listen to us on podcast Winterfell, Mike goes back to I think he was on the fourth or fifth episode of Lost Mythos when I was telling a hustler to wake up. Yeah, so. he was on some of the early ones, I know for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, congratulations to Mike. Congratulations to everyone involved. Uh, it's an amazing documentary. And let me say, you know, there's a reason I always worked with Mike for so long. And the reason why he's my bro, it's because the dude does not half-ass anything. And this is not like some nice little documentary. This is like a hardcore pull-no-punches reality of what happened at Attica which is going to shock a lot of people. And I really think, and I, of course I've seen the documentary. I really think that this is going to be a huge deal. So get in on it, folks, get ready for it. It's very exciting. Um, how long, how long has he been working on it? Do you know, do you know how long it took him to like how, how many years he has been working on it? Do you know? Well, I'm assuming a long time. He'll tell you 10 years. But it's wow. probably been longer than that because yeah, well, I think yeah. ever since he was old enough to talk to Liz and learn about her history and what she things she had been through. Because, man, you could have made a bunch of documentaries about her life. She was an amazing person. Uh, yeah, and, I don't know much about her. I'm actually looking for I didn't realize. Yeah. I remember you posting something a while back that it was coming out, but I didn't realize it was coming out this soon. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I, I you know. I, maybe he'll make a doc about just her whole life, and this is only a chapter in it, but mm -hmm. an amazing human, and uh, she was really cool. And uh, this documentary, like I said, it's it's hardcore, it's real. I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes, and I think that it's also really great to watch. It's really compelling. Mike made a movie where you're not sitting there and feeling like there's a history lesson or, you know, it doesn't like, feel like homework. No, exactly. That's <laughs> a good way of putting it. Ando. it does not feel like homework, baby. This is, this is a filet mignon and, uh, I'm predicting an Oscar for this motherfucker. So I'm going live on a podcast and saying it. Uh, Fantastic. <laughs> I think Mike is going to win I awards. Hope that for does this. happen. Yeah. It really should, because it's really great. I mean, let me tell you, if I didn't know the person and I saw it, I would have been sending him a text and be like, Mike, you got to check out this fucking documentary. You know, it's it's really cool. And the way he went about doing it, I think the framing of it 
is really interesting through both the eyes of of Liz and uh, what's happening at Attica. So I think, and Mike plays a p- little part in it too. So I think everybody's going to love it. Coming out, betrayal at Attica, get the word out. When I tweet it or Facebook it, share it, people. Help Mike out. And then he's going to get another push when it's the um, anniversary of Attica. I believe that's in September. So there'll be another push to try to get the word out and get people watching it. And I think once people see it, it's going to speak for itself. Um, All right. That's my 30-minute intro of three (laughs) things I have to say. So, Andy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's uh, I'm... uh... Yeah, just doing great. Enjoying the summer, even though it's extremely hot here, but it's just, yeah. just fine with me. So, so yeah, just uh, enjoying the summer, trying to relax a little bit before the, the craziness of the fall. Yeah. Are you a summer guy? Do you like the summer? Um, it depends. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I, I like all the seasons for different reasons, I guess. So summer's probably my favorite time just because it's a little more relaxed for me and it's I like to be outside. And it's a lot easier to be outside, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think I would be a fall guy if my whole fall wasn't taken up with my job. Mm, so yeah. I don't really get to experience the fall because I experience it riding around in a tractor. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. But I guess I'm a summer guy. I guess you could call me that. Yeah, I was never much into the summer because, first of all, I was I liked school. I kind of liked school. I liked the routine of, I didn't always like going, but I liked the routine of it. I like learning mm-hmm. new stuff. Um, and I always wish this summer was only like about a month and a half, maybe a little less. I would just, that was enough for me. Then I was ready to go back. And of course I love the snow and, and I love being cold. So anytime it goes above like 78 or maybe even 68, I'm like, Nope, you're inching towards me breaking a sweat, possibly. And I mean, I still like the, I still like the snow too. I mean, I do live in Minnesota, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't completely say no snow either. So, so yeah, I, I like to, yeah, I like all of them for different reasons, I guess. So I know that's kind of a non-answer, but no, it's I don't know. Not. I'm I'm just kind of laid back, I guess. If you haven't been able to figure that out after all the hours we've talked, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're a farmer, dude, so you have it. You have a connection i think to each you know what i mean it is you see it as what it is yep right that's so, that's a good way to put it it's yeah. just kind of you just and i mean anybody that's in this profession you kind of have to take it as it comes yeah so you don't really <laughs> yeah you've got very different responsibilities each season and you just you're mother nature's gonna do what mother nature's gonna do so i learned a long time ago to just sit back and enjoy it whether it's 20 below or whether it's 102 so that's I like that attitude. Well, well, let's 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 move that attitude into our discussion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the brackets that we did on Facebook, because did some people go with it or did some people vote wrong? <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. I, I, there, there's some very, uh, very vocal people. Yes. I watched I, this was one of those ones I threw together. What I didn't do any any of the normal uh, like reaching out to a selection committee and all that stuff. I figured this would be nice and simple and fun, kind of like that Adam Sandler Jim Carrey thing we did. And people got passionate about this. People are very passionate, more passionate about their superheroes than I thought they were. I mean, yes. I, I love the MCU, so I just did it for kind of a fun thing to set up. But yeah, there was some definite. I, I don't want to say heated, but they were definitely some 
some people had very strong opinions. It was a fun, I thought it was a fun tournament, way more fun than I was expecting it to be. So, yes. Well, I thought it was very fun too. And we had a lot of participation from Michael, of course, Michael Aaron, (laughs) Mike, we had participation from Scott going in there, most likely making fun of the seating or the way it was done or something you couldn't change already. But, you know, we love the dude. Uh, Gareth, me. Oh, and he, I don't know if you listened to his last, the last podcast him and Dan did about Loki. He does. He did listen to the episode you and Mike and I and Delvin did the entire thing. Cause we got, he didn't call us out by name, but he was definitely talking about us. So Scott does listen to the podcast occasionally. So man, we didn't even get, we didn't even get mentioned by name. I guess he would, he would have had to have my lawyers contact his lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a rights thing. He didn't want to pay any royalties or something. So I I understand that that's, you know, it's very tough out here in the world of uh, independent podcasting. (laughs) It's a dog eat dog. Very litigious, very litigious. Um, but yeah, this was a lot of fun, dude. And I mean, it's always great when you do this and we want to, of course, thank you, Andy, for putting the time into it. And I think it'll, it gets you thinking you're scrolling along. You think to yourself, gosh, what, what did I like better? Was Avengers yeah. Endgame, the, the, which was better Avengers Endgame or WandaVision, which was better, WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier? Let's talk about it. Let's get into this because we own, we you included only the three television shows from Disney Plus. That's one thing we should say. This is all the movies yep. plus the three Disney Plus. So WandaVision, and, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki. And we when we started Loki still had one or two episodes to air i think yes so the 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 tournament didn't finish it finished right around the time loki finished but not the reaction people's reaction to loki was so strong that a few other people convinced me to put it in at the last second so i wasn't going to put it because it hadn't been finished and black widow had not come out yet as a time of this tournament so black widow was not included as well all right and please explain the way you do your setup thing, because you know, like these, this, because of course, because of the number, certain people skip past and go to the second, right? Like they're seated yep. already. So you explain that. Well, what I kind of did was I took kind of a, I mean, I figured it's, it's different when you were doing smaller movies or TV shows, because it's harder to get metrics on how to rate, rank something. But with these, I mean, they're all so popular that I kind of took a combination of, uh, the critics reviews on Metacritic and the critics reviews Metacritic acts like uh, they'll assign like a ranking to each critics review. So like, mm-hmm. instead of just giving a thumbs up, they'll give a, the, this guy rated Captain America winter soldier in 85 and he rated Thor two a 56 or something like that. So I took that score. I took a rotten tomato score. I took box office and I took, I cannot remember what the other one was. One other, I basically took four of them and, Kind of like uh, Tim likes to make fun of my spreadsheet use, but I do love spreadsheets and put it into a little spreadsheet and kind of combined it all together and kind of just laid them out as in the rankings as to what they what they were after that because it, it was surprising. That's why some of the rankings were very surprising because especially earlier in the MCU, the critical reviews were not really that good, yeah. and a lot of the a lot of that stuff is besides the first Iron Man and the first Avengers, most of that first original four or five was not ranked very high. So some of those 
movies are actually rated lower than what they should have been, I yeah. thought. But and then that was a few times where I made certain adjustments here or there, and the TV shows were a lot harder to rank because they hadn't been out for very long, and there hadn't been – I mean, they obviously didn't have any box office. So I kind of guesstimated where I thought they should go. It was just kind of a guessing game on there. And then every once in a while, I would make a little tiny tweak if something needed to be – if I could make an adjustment where I could make it so um, Endgame and Infinity War matched up against each other, or one of the ones I, I tweaked a little bit, so Civil War and Black Panther, the two times, the two movies where Black Panther is featured heavily met up later down the road. So I kind of adjust a little bit here and there, but it's mainly a amalgamation of, like I said, the critics' reviews, user review, uh, people, I think IMDb ratings maybe I used to. I don't remember okay. what the other one was, but... It was a combination of critics and audience scores, basically, is what, and box office is kind of how I ranked them. And the top, since it was only, the easiest way to do a tournament is a 32-team tournament, and since there was only 20, what is there, 26? Yeah, 26, including the TV shows, the top six all got, got buys, the fir- like first-round buys. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, the top six were going to advance anyways, so they just basically did, they got an automatic entry into the second round. Yeah, since there wasn't enough to, no, it wasn't enough to go around. Yeah, and I think you did a splendid job because the top six were going to be the top six, and I think that it was, and they turned out to be too. When you look, except for I think, wait, no, the they, war. Okay, went a long four. ways. Okay, so but the uh, what I was going to say too is actually before I included some of the TV shows. Um, Infinity War and the seven and eight, there actually would have been eight. So re- basically, Infinity War went off against Thor 2, and Civil War went up against the Incredible Hulk. Both of those got zero votes. So they basically had buys the first round as well. So there you go. So yeah, anyway, sorry, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I was just going to say, I think it, it worked out. It worked out very well because what you have is a ve- oh, let's see. So the top. Five seeds are Endgame, the Avenger top six of the, that skipped past are Endgame, the Avengers, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panther. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that, I know there was a lot of, and I did some research on this. I know there was a lot, especially Mike was really not happy with where <laughs> Infinity War was ranked. That, and uh, yes, and I mean, I. I Okay. I, I definitely, in my own personal, none of this was my personal rankings, really. I mean, yeah. I would have Infinity War higher than an 8C, but yes. looking back at it and a lot of the reviews, there was there was definitely a, a section of critics that were not happy with that movie because they didn't think it they didn't think it should have ended on a cliffhanger, or they thought it was too busy, or there was too much going on, or there was there was some detractors to that movie. Even though most people I know love it, I have some friends who hate that movie. Because of, because really? of those very reasons, they hate that everything is well, is all smashed in there, and they think there's too much. Which uh, is, I mean, it's a minority opinion for sure. I think it's that's that's an interesting one to talk about. I think. Well, I think, and I think that this is really the most contentious for me too. This was mo- the one of the biggest point of contention, and I think that if you flipped the Avengers and Infinity War, then it's perfect. But I understand why this happened, because in a sense, people credit Endgame for both movies. Mm-hmm. And, That's true. And I think that when you have what is literally 
now that we see what Loki is and what WandaVision was and really Falcon and Winter Soldier too, all these new, it was a huge series, right? I mean, it all, it's not like, it's not like they were, um, just winging it and then (laughs) they got to end game. No, they wrote out the whole thing. It's specific. They shot it together. Like it was all like that, you know, and they released it later. All the, the special effects match, all that kind of shit. You're always going to, it's like uh whatchamacall return of the King, right? Yeah. That wasn't the best. Yeah, one. It's very much like that. I, I would totally agree. Cause it's, yeah, yeah they, you can tell it was all shot at the same time. You can tell it was all the same people yeah. working on it. It's, it's like, even though the, sto- the stories are a little different. I mean, there's definite differences in the storylines oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. but it's, you can tell it's of one piece. Well, that's what, it, well, I mean, and that's, I, I mean, I have to say that I, I had just rewatched those movies. I just rewatched a bunch of these movies. Cause let me say, I think the Marvel movies are perfect movies when you're like doing something else. If you do art or you yep. like us, you do some Lego. <laughs> I do the same. I do the same exact thing. So yeah, yes, I, yeah. I've watched both. I've watched a large chunk of these movies quite yes. recently, yep. especially with putting this together. What am I going to do? If I work on it for an hour at night, what am I going to do? I'm going to put on some Marvel stuff. So, yeah, so go. yeah, I've, I've been the same way. So sorry, continue. No, it's the same thing. And the kids love it too. You know, it's cool. And, um, I, was firmly in the camp of infinity war being better than Endgame. though. I enjoy Endgame, the tone of the movies taking these movie. It took me a while, obviously to, to, I don't have to recount the whole history, but I didn't <laughs> used to like these movies that now I do. And I'm trying to apply the critical lens that I learned through film study and filmmaking Uh, To these films, but also at the same time, keeping in mind that there is an element of feeling and fun that um, I think uh, you can account for. Right. And I and I and I I account for it by giving the film a kind of like a wide berth in certain things, you know, like I'm not going to be so critical. Right. But I will say that. What I was so impressed by with both of the films and something that has become really clear to me is how Josh Brolin uh, made these movies and how his portrayal of Thanos is so amazing and so soulful and does something that so many other like movies I complain about, which I know you love the bond movies and I love (laughs) them too. I grew up with them. I love them. But if you're going to point to a stupid bad guy who just wants to take over the world, because that's kind of a lot of James Bond bad guys, you know what I mean? And the way there's, there's only a couple here or there that you can actually, they're not just like like mustache yes. twirling bad guys. Yes. There, there's very few in the yeah. Bond series that are actually. Yeah. You can see their point, or you can even though you don't agree with it, and they're monsters, you can see their point and what yeah. they're trying to do. They're a character. Yeah, they're an actual yeah. person, you know. And the la- yeah. the later ones, which I just rewatched with my wife, and I give them more credit too. I'm trying to give a, lo- a lot of more a lot of this stuff more credit because, quite frankly. That's all they're making these days. So you got to do what you can do. Okay, yeah. people. <laughs> Big budget stuff. Yeah. You don't have a choice anymore. Look for what's the most in the part. theater. Okay. I'm, I'm trying my best here. Um, but uh, 
seriously though, uh, to get just to get, Oh, I'm sorry, but Oh, okay. It went off. I was going to apologize for the horn. Um, but, uh, basically what was I saying is, uh, Josh Brolin in infinity war, especially because he's, he is an end game, but it's a, it's actually, it's the same, but it's a different feeling Thanos, right? Well, I think, I, I mean, I think the big difference, the biggest difference between the two, and I think this is why, cause I'm, I think, I think end game is better or maybe I shouldn't say better. I like end game more. Oh, okay. But I, I love both of them, but infinity war is a Thanos movie and end game yeah. is an Avengers movie. I think, I mean, I think that's you part of what I love is that it, they, Andy. in the second one, it's, it's about oh. the main, I mean, yeah, rocket and a few other guys are there, but, but it's mainly about that same core Avengers team that yeah. came together seven eight years ago in the first avengers and i like that that's how kind of they kind of wrap that story back around that and i I mentioned this in one of the facebook posts defending that was that i i loved all the callbacks and stuff and it's not it's hard it's like it's i think i read some review or listened to some review on a podcast where somebody said it's the best what the heck was it it's the best not fan service but the best like the best use of fan service ever it proves that fan service can can be done well kind of a thing i don't i don't know if that makes sense but yeah I, I see them as two very different, but very same. It's hard to explain. I can't think of anything really that's quite like it in that respect. Well, see, that's why I guess that when it comes down to it, it might be kind of what you in what you take out of either film, as with all of these films, but in particularly these two, it does represent kind of two sides to the way these films are made, right? And the one side is the Avengers assemble, getting the team together, um, the discovery, a little bit more of the comedy and goofiness, right? Um, A little bit more of the heist slash spy slash we got to do a job, one last job, (laughs) right? Yep, yep. These films have... They really did a great job of looking at the genres they had covered. And Endgame is kind of, to me, almost as if they had put a board in front of them and said, you know, this Thor is this movie, Iron Man is the, and then they just made, they made a bunch of different movies, which ended up being Endgame. That's how I kind of feel. That they brought like all like uh, when we see the representation of like them going through space, like where there's all things intertwining, but they end up together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I love the way it ended. And I thought that it's a great movie, man. And when he when they all come through at the end um, through the portals, you know, it definitely gives you the goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. The the. The Mjolnir scene with Cap. I mean, there's yeah. seven or eight oh. times in that movie that you're like, Amazing. wow. I think the, I think one of the things about Endgame that gets under-talked about is like the first 45 minutes of that movie. I mean, they're sitting around grieving a loss yes. and not figuring out how to take a loss. and how. To, I, don't, I cannot yep. think of any superhero movie outside of maybe a little bit in some of the Nolan Batman stuff where that is like a major theme. I, I, I'm still shocked at that opening and, and the... The five years later, and I mean, I know the five years later thing is a lead into the time travel and everything, but some of that stuff I think is 
And it, it, the last time I rewatched it, it really just shocks me again that it, the beginning of that movie is so damn. I mean, it's almost depressing. Well, I think it is it was because totally it's totally unexpected for me, and I love that. But at the same time, I love Infinity War too. It's well, it's part of the reason why I ranked them on this and on this side of this too is because I kind of thought that if they were on opposite sides of the bracket, it would it was a foregone conclusion that that would be in the yeah. finals. Yeah, that they would meet. And I didn't. I like to make it some so there's at least a little bit of unpredictability because I think one of the ones we did for the directors maybe it was it, like the Scorsese one ended up or no, the Spielberg one. Ended up being Jaws versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, that's about as predictable. I, I, I tried. I was. I've been toying with a little bit to try and get it to be not be so predictable by the end. If that makes sense. Well, you can. I think that you did a good job because I think in the end, where it comes down to Endgame versus Ragnarok versus Civil War, is very good. I, I was actually surprised Civil War made it that far. I hadn't watched that one in a long time, and that's people one I recently it, rewatched. Dude. And that one yeah. is a lot better than I remember. Yeah, people love it. And the, the hand-to-hand combat and the fight chore- choreography specifically, I think, in Civil War is yep. is really good. I mean, it's also great in Winter Soldier, I should say. And I yeah. would have thought it might be. I think those two become interchangeable in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um it makes you think about too. I was actually thinking about this is just a totally off target, but we are talking about this, which is that in this, in the way that they use the captain America movies to really introduce so many other Avengers and really have them have the theme be the whole MCU in general, really. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of, it's, you almost feel like they should have done one more iron man that well, and it's, it's, kind of weird I, I think i know where you're going because it's weird because the the kappa movies are almost like half like the avengers half yeah. movie, like avengers 2.5 yeah. or avengers 3.5 and the iron man movies are kind of their own separate thing besides besides don Cheadle being in there there's yeah. really not and pepper there's really not a lot that much that ties into besides the first one it's very very strange not at all though winter soul though i mean there are you know uh, I just rewatched Civil War too, and in many respects, that could have been called. I yeah. think they should have called it like Iron Man, Captain America, Civil War, or something, because yeah. it really is both of their movies. Because so much of it is about his parents and him finding out that Bucky killed them. Yeah, because yeah, all that, you're right. You know, know that that could have been Iron Man four. It could have been yeah. either one, and of course, it should have been both of them. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Man four slash Cap three. You think about that. I mean, there. I know that he is Gonzo, but I, I kind of feel like everybody's going to come back anyway. They got to. You know, they have fun doing it. They get paid well. Yeah. They stand in front of a fucking blue screen in an outfit. Yeah. Well, and Starbucks. now that the after what happened in Loki, it, it would be pretty dang easy for any any actor to show oh, back up yeah. at any time. So. Of course. That is so true, dude. That is so true. But um, yeah, man. You know, just to get back to Infinity War versus Endgame. Yeah, I have to say, I I I agree with you. The beginning of Endgame is dour because they're coming off Infinity War, and I really do try to think about it like. So it's like two. What they're both like? What two forty five around? Yeah, they're both so, pushing three hours for sure. You know, so it almost is like three episodes, and then mm-hmm. you know the. It's in the the fourth 
the final episode, even though that fight actually is over, they do a really long coda to that movie. And that to me is what I was going to get to. The reason that I would not pick Endgame is because I kind of feel like the movie ends about a half an hour or so before it is really over. And the whole funeral thing and the cap on the bench and the, all the stuff with the family, and the, it's very meaningful and it's beautiful and I like it. But the propulsive nature of Infinity War and the fact that it ends with the bad guy winning, which is a hallmark of movies that I love, yep. is why I will always put it above Endgame. You know, my favorite movie of all time where the bad guy wins is Fight Club. That is the best <laughs> ever. Come on. Who that's, was that's not? I'm a, that's, you make a great point because I can't. And you're completely right that Endgame peaks 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes yeah. before the end of the before the credits roll. There's no question about that. It's over. And, and that's another way that reminds me of Return of the King because Return of the yes. King did the same oh, damn God. thing where they they had all these multiple endings and all these multiple endings. And I guess part of that is to me, I almost see it as a, as a well-earned victory lap for everything they've done. So I'm fine with them. Uh, I'm fine with that, I guess, but I I definitely won't argue the fact that that movie should have ended sooner than it did. No, but I I guess that does. And I love Dan. I mean, I was the guy in infinity war. I've, I think I've either said this in the Facebook. I think I said this on a feedback to you years ago saying that I was, I will never forget. It's one of my all time favorite theater experiences because I was I went by myself some Saturday afternoon because at that time my wife didn't care about the MCU and surrounded in a theater of little kids like ten or twelve year olds and every kid is bawling their eyes out as I'm walking out of the oh, theater. It was an amazing man. experience because I mean they thought all their heroes were gone for. I mean I knew they were coming back, but it was amazing being in that theater. The communal experience of a theater sometimes can't be matched. So I yeah oh, I I've, for me it's like one A and one B. That's, I just like Endgame a little bit more just because the high points of Endgame I just love so much well, that it's it pushes it over the top for me. Andy, you're a pretty big dude like myself. It would have been hilarious yeah. if you stood up at the end of that in the movie theater, rushed to the front of the screen, and just put your fingers like you were going to snap and just like looked at all the kids <laughs> and went... I should have done that. I, I, I wasn't even. Th- been like, know, I, I am inevitable. I was, it was one of those things when I seeing that where I was just, I didn't even know what to say because it didn't surprise me. But at the same time, I was still shocked that they did it and they yeah. ended a movie like that. That's it's one of the all time endings of a major hey. comic book popcorn movie, I think. And that I mean, it's right up there with Darth Vader and Empire Strikes Back, dude. And I also have to credit it with turning me too, because it was watching Endgame. Where I went in, uh, not Endgame, Infinity War, I should say, where um, and it's kind of like also I the names, it, they do make sense. In, it, the whole thing is Infinity War. I guess Endgame, I guess not. I guess the Endgame does happen after, but I consider it really it's all one thing. But, well, originally it was <laughs> Infinity War Part 2, and they changed it sometime in, during production. Yeah, I W two. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it's, this was better to do that. Uh, but, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I just appreciate the suddenness of it, the balls of it. 
I, it did kind of turn me to, like I'm saying, I saw it and I was like, wow, that really did something for me. And, and I've seen it so many times, but really the last time I watched it, I really honed in on Brolin's uh, performance and just mm-hmm. this, the, also the really smart decision to make Thanos's face look like him. And I, yeah. I think that was very smart. Because he has a way of his jaw and when he speaks, the way that his face doesn't really move a lot yep. that draws you in. It It is one of those things like I find with Stanley Kubrick where a lot of people go, oh, there's no emotion. No, it's that it's that you bring what you bring to it. Right. It pulls yep. it out of you. If you don't cry when you hear Hal singing Daisy, that's on you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's on I, you. I can't argue anything you're saying there. Yeah, that's so Roland's amazing, and yet yeah, the, the, the Kubrick thing—it's a good. That's a good uh, comparison because there is some similarities there for sure. I, will, Bro, I, I think Roland's a man. I mean, I will say right now there will never be one of these movie. tournaments where we have the tournaments of the Marvel villains because there's no one even close oh, yeah, to how great, great Thanos is. And, I mean, I don't think it's, it's not even a, it's not a, no contest. I think he's by far the best villain. And really, I mean, definitely now I, I happen to like Bane in, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Batman. What was that called? Return? Oh, what did they call um, it? I, can't, I always uh, forget the name of the rises, last Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. I happen to like Bane in that movie. I thought he was cool. I like, I love when Christopher Nolan does the weird shit with people's voices all the time. And, yep. <laughs> um, Hardy does that too. He loves having his voice obscured in some way. He did the same yeah. thing when he was in the fucking fighter pilot in that movie. Um, uh, the beach movie, the norm, not Normandy. What was um, it called again? Uh, what the heck is that? English uh, people uh, are getting uh, upset now. Wow, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. <laughs> Me too. I was just watching it. It was just on HBO or something today. Uh, we'll wow. remember it at some point. It'll come to me at some point here. Yeah. But um, I like, and of course, Heath Ledger, but I do think that the the personalization of it, the connection to his daughter, his daughters, really, because uh, one he's so horrible to and the other one he elevates, you know, yep. uh, which is much like Thanos would do. Um, I think, you know, was really something and the, and how serious he took the character, he really acted his ass off. And I think that that sends it over the top for me. And like you said, um, end game is about the team getting together and it's a movie about the Avengers. And really, if you think about the, if you trace the arc of the Avengers, from the Avengers through to Civil War, right? Yep. Then to which in the in the in the timeline is not that much farther after. By the yeah. time uh Infinity War begins, Cap and Iron Man aren't talking to each other, right? They yep. you know, he sent them that nice letter. If you ever need me, I'll be there. But he's still like, Motherfucker, your best friend killed my mom. Um, (laughs) well, and there, there's a lot of stuff at the beginning of that though, because they're all kind of, because Hulk hasn't been seen in a long time either at that point. And Thor hasn't been there in a long time. So I like that they almost get together in both of those movies. That's what I'm saying. 
that, see, uh, that Nolan movie I'm before saying. I forget yeah. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. There you go. Thank you, Andy. But uh, that's what I was well, going to say is that you really do. Uh, you, oh, you're also going to say too the about Thanos and Infinity War. There, there's a reason at the end of the credits it says Thanos will return. I mean, it's that's Thanos' movie. There's no question about it. It's I don't. It's just a great. Yeah, great movie. Sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah. Oh, I no. just had a thought pop in there. I wanted to get out quick. That's awesome, dude. Um, I was just saying that you do get like the team getting together too. So that's what put it over the top for me too. Because if you didn't mm-hmm. have that element, if they had somehow, which I never had the time to worry about because I wasn't invested at the time when I first watched it, but I thought about it later, is a possibility of them somehow further splintering the Avengers, so it made it much easier for Thanos to gain the Infinity Stones, right? Yep. Which yep. very smartly they did not do. I mean, there's a little bit, of course, things get in the way, but they didn't yeah. redo Civil War in order to make Thanos' job easier. And the and for me, and this is the final Infinity War versus Endgame, I'll put it to, is the beginning of Infinity War the cold open, which actually establishes what you're saying is that we're watching a movie about Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. That we're, it's just destruction and Thanos kicking ass and then killing Loki. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I thought right. that, I, was, I was blanking as what the yeah, opening was. Yeah, you of can't, it, it just, it's really is in a sense. It appears to be a cold open because our characters are not uh, engaged in the central action, right? It's being, it's happening to them or, and we're also entering in the middle of the action. We didn't start out like I thought too. Hey, why didn't they start out with, you know, Thor and everybody happily joking around. And then all of a sudden they're like, what's that? And then it's, well, if you do remember though, at the end of Ragnarok, the, like the mid credits sequence there, it's Thanos' ship coming up against the Asgardians. Right, but they didn't redo that. You know what yeah, I'm oh, yeah, saying? Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. They didn't extend, they just cut right to that. And I yep. and I, I know that they're confident now in the fact that they would say, if somebody said it, they say, oh, Andy's right, we already did that. But you'd think even in a big film like this, where they're basically, you know, the billions are on the line, they're like, maybe we should remind everybody what's happening here. And I like the fact that they didn't. And yep, I feel I, like, I agree with that. They, yeah, they, uh, there was a little more reminder. Their audience is going to know what's going on and they don't need yeah. to handhold and do it. Yeah. I, 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 I do like that about more, especially the, the later. I think that's why I like a lot of the later series of in Marvel better because they get more confident and they, yeah. they don't, they don't have to do recaps and that kind of stuff. I'd like, I think that's a good point. Nope, not at all. All right. Let's talk about, we had some great matchups. Why don't I pick a couple and you pick a couple um, I enter. I started off with Infinity War and Endgame. In our actual, and as we end, we should say that it ended up that Endgame beat Infinity War head to head, twelve to eight, and then beat the Avengers, and then beat Thor Ragnarok and Civil War to be the top film. And the ultimate winner, which I think should have been Infinity War, but it was Endgame. Yeah, I think I think whichever one, like I think I said it earlier, whichever one came out of that matchup, I think was going to win. I mean, the, the, 
of all the movies, those are the two I rewatched the most. That's not even close. I mean, it's it's my they're two of my faith. They're probably my two favorites. I would think. I think they would be my one and two seeds if I was doing my own personal ranking. So, yeah, I, I was fine. I was happy with either one of them winning. They would not be mine because my second favorite film is. I don't really know what it is. I'd really maybe we'll discover it tonight. But what's the next matchup that you want to highlight and just chat about? Well, I think. Let me see. I think that the most interesting one that I think might change in after a little bit of time is Loki versus Black Panther in the ah, second round. Okay. This was and the second round. Black Panther got ten to ten to five on the votes, but I don't think a lot of people had watched all of Loki yet. And I think I, I have a feeling that Black Panther is starting to slip in people's high rankings. So for a long time there, everybody said it was the best Marvel or the second best or the third best. And I'm I'm wondering if that is still true. It's been a while since I rewatched Black Panther, I must admit. And this was so Loki first went up against Age of Ultron, handily defeated that. Screw you, Vision, Ultron, whoever the <laughs> hell you are. Then Black Panther got a bye because it was number two seed. And then, like you said, Black Panther defeats Loki 10 to 5. I agree with you. This is a hard one, though, because Black Panther is so close to so many people's hearts. Yeah. For maybe not not only reasons of um, history or the themes or, or a re- a resemblance or... Um, kind of mirroring our own uh, America, what was going on at the time, that kind of stuff, which it just had a lot of cultural relevance, you know, mm-hmm. um, but also because Chadwick Boseman died and yeah. that's Black Panther, of course, we know. So that gives it a special kind of, you know, thing too, where people are kind of like, he was so great in that movie, you know? Um, yeah. Now, he was originally introduced in Civil War, correct? Yes. Yep. And yeah, uh, Civil War had the, the debut of Black Panther and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, too. Both were debuted yep. in that movie. And I loved how he it's just Tony Stark showing up at the apartment going, hey, guy. And he's like, you're All Spider-Man. Right. I love that you just see the, the uh, Queens flash on the screen. He's Queens and Steve is Brooklyn, right? Or is it the other way around? Yes, you are right. Okay, yeah, when they when they just kind of like Tony says, I know somebody, and it just cuts, and you just see Queens light up on the on the screen, and like I remember seeing that in the theater, and there was obviously some big comic book fans behind me, and they, they just went nuts when they just heard they just see Queens up on the screen because they knew what was coming. It was a, it was a cool experience that seeing that in the fun. theater. I remember. But, and see, when you talk about things like that, um, and you look at both Loki and Black Panther, and we're talking about how some of the films are really like Avengers films, and some of the films are really so singularly focused. Both Black Panther and Loki are so singularly focused. And mm-hmm. one of the things with Black Panther, to me, is that when I rewatch the Marvel movies, um, the more formulaic elements of especially introductory stories kind of lose me so that's one of the reasons why i'm not as interested in re-watching black panther because some of the scenes like with his dad and when they're like it's all meaningful i'm kind of like okay yeah i felt that the first couple times but i'm just not re-feeling it every time and i want to see um 
uh, Michael B. Jordan not crazy. <laughs> I, that's the part I, I know. I, like. I know you're a little mixed on Michael B. Jordan. I love him in that. Oh, I, he I might be my second dude. favorite villain yeah. in Marvel. I love Michael B. Jordan in that. But yeah. I like him. I'm, I just think he's very. I I I think he needs to. I think he became famous so quickly, and it happens that he needs to widen his. Uh, try something a little bit different because I think he's pretty much playing a lot of the same character. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't fall into the uh, another name that I know you you are very you have very mixed things to say. Will Smith, I, I, I love hope he doesn't Will fall Smith, into that kind of career, yeah, he, which yeah, I think there's he, a danger of him doing. Yeah, and he too became famous very quickly, and then yep. his it's like he cut off all his options, and yep. then and start, yeah, only did franchise things and yeah. only did safe safe picks for the most part. Yeah. Even if it wasn't safe, it was still very funded, very, you know, like yeah. there was no more six yeah. degrees of separation. And I kind of, you know, became a little bit, though concussion was something he tried. So I appreciate that. that yeah. He's had, know. he's had a couple here yeah, and there, Holly but was I great. mean, for the most part, yeah. it's wild, wild west. And yeah. uh, the, the one where he's fighting himself and all these other bad, <laughs> bad boys, 17 and oh, all, God. but just, Ooh. yeah, but yeah, we don't so need to bad. relitigate the Will Smith, the conversation. Okay. Again. I think we've done that before, but, but to get back to Loki and black Panther, I think that they're, they're both very personal, but I agree with you in the fact that because Loki in the future, I think that show is going to lay the groundwork for a lot of the themes and feel and even style of the next phase of Marvel. And it's going to be integrated. I think, I think those they it's obvious. And they talked about how they were like working together when I read articles that, they knew when they were cast that actually this is crazy. Okay. And this came out later that I think it was Kate Heron was partially, uh, was involved in the casting of King. Yes, that is correct. The, I would highly recommend if anybody hasn't seen it yet, that they just released, I think last week or maybe a little bit earlier than that, the, the making of Loki. It's on the, yeah. they have a series oh, on Disney I, yeah, plus I called, maybe that's where I got uh, it. From. I think it's that called great. assembled. Yep. And it's like an hour and 10 minutes on the, the making. And it's, it's actually more about Tom Hiddleston's journey through the MCU. It's very good, very good behind the scenes doc. I highly recommend checking it out. If you were a fan of Loki, it's yeah. really good. That was cool. But anyway, I love, see when I hear things like that, that's why I had to open my mind to the Marvel. God, I and I'm happy that they're doing this stuff with Star Wars, but damn, I wish they had waited to do those three movies because yep. let's be honest, they ain't that good. Um, or just have like like you were talking <laughs> earlier, where they obviously had some type of plan in place. Yeah, like from yeah. Thor Ragnarok all the way through yeah. Loki, they had some type of yes. plan for all the Avengers stuff. And like with Star Wars, they've even admitted JJ oh. has even said, "Yeah, we didn't really have a plan." Have a damn plan. Oh, that's still, that annoys me more than anything about that. But you know what I always say is I like, I think you create limitations because limitations create creativity. So I'm always in favor of having plan enough that you can break it, but also enough that you have something to fall back on um, when you lose your way. And those Star Wars movies lost their way. And it's obvious. I was just thinking of this today. If they really, if they actually were even trying to convince us that those weren't 
not that great, we would have already had a cartoon about Ray's upbringing. And you know what I mean? They would have been trying to fill in all those gaps with, and maybe they will in the future, but instead they're going the book of Boba Fett and they're trying to do more TV shows for yep. Star Wars, which I love because, you know, I think this should all be TV shows. But <laughs> well, um, that line is pretty damn blurred right now. I mean, it is. It's, it's all the same. It's not going to get any less blurred, I don't yeah. think. And I think that's what the thing with Loki, including in this with Black Panther, some people might disagree. Hey, those aren't movies or whatever they are. I mean, Black Panther is essentially like what? Either two, like three episodes or, you know, like if they're 40 minutes long, you know, because these aren't all HBO style 59 yeah. minutes. Some of them are 40. Some episodes of Loki were 30. So well, some of, yeah, some of WandaVision. I think there was yeah. WandaVision, one that was like 24 or 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, so right. they're you're going right. all over the yep. place. With yep. the- so it, it, it goes to show. So I think that is a good. Ma- I think you're right about that, Andy. I think that in the future, um, I think Black Panther is going to lessen a bit and you know it's just like hey this is what we do right in america we kill our heroes so people are going to think it's great then they're going to hate it i still think it's great but i do think in in it is more like an iron man movie and loki is more like uh a civil war uh a winter soldier where yeah it's about one person but it has a lot of ties into everything, even though Black Panther, of course, does introduce us to Wakanda, which is, I think, pretty awesome. And I think they're still planning on doing like a Wakanda TV show, aren't they? Uh, yeah, a Wakanda TV show. Uh, somewhere here, I've got the future. Yeah, the yeah. the they're actually uh, which I Black Panther two idea. comes out next summer, July of twenty two, and then there's a Wakanda TV show that's hasn't the release date has not been announced yet, but they're, both of those are coming. Okay. All right, I'm going to oh, let's keep it moving. I'm going to jump to we had a matchup. This is another second rounder. First Captain America, the first Avenger, the first movie, beat Captain Marvel. Iron Man got a free pass. And then it's Captain America versus Iron Man. Iron Man won 11 to 9. It was very close. Who did you choose? What did you choose, Captain America or Iron Man? I think these two are very close to for me. I think I picked Cap. Okay. I think it's one of those it's one of those movie choices where I think Iron Man is probably a better movie, but I like Captain America. I like rewatching Captain America way more than I rewatch yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. I'm not sure why that is. I went Captain America and I am a Captain America guy, which is kind of surprising to me. But the thing about Iron Man is he's still kind of a rich douche, you know? And I, that's the way I feel. Yeah, he's I, a I know, prick. There's no way about there's, I mean, there's, there's yeah. no, no doubt about it. There's something about, I mean, and look, in the future, I think they should go back and maybe tighten up a little bit of the um cgi with the big baby head on uh yep. chris evans in the beginning of iron man yeah um but the there's something about that story world war ii um the the way that the film is kind of segmented you know um i i really enjoyed it i love iron man as well but 
when it came to the Civil War, I was on Captain America's side, even though I guess Iron Man was kind of right. might have helped them out. um, The crazy thing about Captain America, that one, the the first Avenger, has really aged well, I think. I think so, too. When I was doing the seatings for this, I mean... that was originally that was one I actually bumped up quite a bit because yeah. the critical reviews, if you go back and look at that, were not good. It was like Rotten Tomatoes is like fifty eight or fifty nine percent. It was people on like First me. Avenger and yeah. some of and it, the box office wasn't very good. And it was, I think it's held in higher esteem now than it was when at the time it came out. I would agree with that. And hey, you know because that was us seeing Chris Evans as Captain America. And now he is Captain America. And when he in later, you know, in uh, an end game and infinity war, when he's sporting the sexy beard and the long hair and all, and you see the mm-hmm. chain, it kind of even signals to you. It's kind of like they're more comfortable with him being, he was shedding that. And a big part of that first movie is about uh, the hero worship and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I mean by like, I think a lot of times when you talk to people about it, they forget that he did the whole like USO tours. And you know what I mean? Like that part of the movie where you just think about the action and red skull and everything. And I think that that was kind of cool. You know, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Oh no, I'm just saying, I think to me that was a more compelling story to me than the Tony Stark one. Uh, though, I mean, it was kind of cool, you know, he's, he's trapped, uh, by these terrorists. He has to invent the suit, you know, but then again, I also feel like, um, the final battle I enjoyed better in captain America again, because I like the team element of it. I, I like the world war two aspect of it. And I felt the iron man, the end of the first Iron Man was just a little bit of robot bashing. Yeah. Yeah. The last half an hour, the last final battle is just a lot of robot. Bashing. I mean, everything is CGI in the end of these things, but that one will seem obvious. Yeah. And the, well, uh, one I, of the things when you were talking about cap, I think that's and it, to go one final time back to end game. I think that might be the reason cap is my favorite. Steve Rogers and Chris Evans is my favorite of all the Avengers. I mean, he's my favorite cast member. I just, I think he's fantastic. And I think that might be another reason why I like Endgame more than Infinity War. Because in Infinity War, Cap really doesn't do that much. In Endgame, he does a lot. And I think that's a big, a big draw for me on that. Just for one final Endgame thing that just popped into my head. Because he, he really doesn't do much in Infinity War besides do some fighting. And Endgame is a lot more of his stuff. But anyways, enough with that. But yeah, I'm a Captain America. I like Cap more than Iron Man. I think. The, is that your favorite? I think one of the biggest difference too is that all three Iron Man movies, he, it's really kind of him doing the same yes, thing. They're pretty similar movies to each other, I think, in a lot of ways. Whereas the Cap movies, all, all three of them are very different. Yeah, there's a lot of growth. There's yeah, lot, and it's really about the growth of the MCU. And I think it, I think there's no doubt that the real like leader. And and they and you can see by the films like you're saying where the Iron Man films are more self-contained is Captain America. He's he's like the lead. He he's the leader of the mm-hmm. Avengers, and who they that's like the feeling that they most get behind, and is the most pure pure MCU hero. You know yep. that exists, right? I mean, he can even lift Thor's hammer. 
yeah. this happens, <laughs> which is an amazing yeah, scene, I, and I loved it. He's I like, still I can't believe it because I remember when Chris Evans, I knew who Chris Evans was because he was in those really bad Fantastic Four movies. And I remember not wanting to see the first Captain America because <laughs> I'm like, Chris Evans, are you kidding me? He's already been a superhero once and it was bad. Why are we doing this again? And within minutes of that seeing that movie for the first time, I was convinced. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the first Avenger. Yeah. I think it's a, a, a it's a good one. Well, I'm gonna move. Do you have another one? I have one on deck. If you, if you, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna move to our third round where we had the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which got a buy in the first round, beat Doctor Strange in the second round against Thor Ragnarok, which also got a buy, then beat Guardians two. Then went up against now is going up against Guardian One Guardians One, which it beat handily thirteen to five. And I just want to talk a little bit about Guardians and Ragnarok and and the mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy films and the Thor films. My favorite is Thor. Uh I just love Hemsworth. I think the guy I just I love how arrogant Thor is. I love how funny he is and how what a big baby he is, what a big mama's boy he is. Um, I love the dynamics through all of the Thor films with the family struggles that they have. Uh, I think it's cute. And I also think that um, he's just really funny. And in the end, to me, the Guardians movie, having Guardians go against Ragnarok is very natural. You set this up very well. And I that was definitely that was definitely intentional for Thor to fight his way through both Guardians movies. <laughs> so I loved it because I liked I really do like the Guard the Guardians two is to me in the bottom uh quarter of the MCU movies. I enjoyed it. But I felt it was a little bit repetitive of the first movie and also um, very rare for a a rare occasion. I did not enjoy Kurt Russell. (laughs) Uh, Well, Guardians 2 is a movie that I I don't think I've ever talked about this movie, this on a podcast or even talked about it on the Facebook page even. But that movie holds a very, very, I mean, that's one of the few Marvel movies that I have a very big emotional connection to. Really? And it was, it was the first movie my wife and I went to see after we adopted our son. Oh, that's beautiful. And the stuff in that movie with Yandu and, oh, and, and uh, Star-Lord yes. and the, him sacrificing oh. himself and say, I may not be your father, I'm your daddy and all that stuff. It was literally the first movie we went to saw after we brought Luke home. First time my parents watched Luke and Claire and I got to go to a movie. And, oh, man, that movie, will just for that alone, I, I will always love that movie because it just... It left me a wreck. I was a wreck in the movie theater. It it doesn't happen very often to me. And that was, it was a wreck for me in that movie for sure. So like I said, that one holds, I I can't all, I have a hard time even ranking it against other movies because of that. So, but I love Ragnarok too. Uh, Ragnarok is one of my top four or five Marvel movies. So I, I'm very, and I think my other, like my non-favorite main Avenger, like my favorite side characters actually in the Guardians, Rocket is my favorite. Yeah. You're not going to say the upper level, like the main Avengers, Rocket is my favorite of the secondary level characters too. So, <laughs> But I also love Ragnarok. Ragnarok is amazing. It's so good. So, so, so good. That's a good and point. And it's, it's so funny and Jeff Goldblum is so weird. Yeah, The weirdness of Ragnarok is what I really love. I love that that was one of the first movies that they really 
I mean, the first Guardians and the second Guardians were kind of weird, but they went full bore into the weird. I don't think if that had succeeded, we wouldn't get Loki and some of these other shows or WandaVision where they're taking way more chances. So I love Ragnarok for that, too. Yeah, I have to totally agree with you about Guardians, too, because, um, you know, my in my life, my I was... Uh, did not have as much time with my father, my, the, my birth father uh, mm-hmm. in my life as I did with my stepfather and Sanford Shapiro and uh, who passed away a couple years ago. And when I rewatched this movie, that kind of hit me that that's really kind of in many ways, that's like, that's his stepdad, you know? Yep. Um, yep it totally is. And to me, and I've said this to you too, I think, and being a father, I know, and being a son, I know. My that my father is Sam is a Jewish guy from Newark, <laughs> you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm an Irish guy, still from uh-huh. Jersey, but uh, you know, that's the man who raised me. And when I teach my son, I think of my dad that I called him dad. Um, that's who I think of. And that movie Mm -hmm. did touch that. And the fact that they went there and that was something that was, uh, communicated in the film. I didn't really catch that. I think until the second time I saw it, but that's a beautiful part of the film and I'm not going to diminish either of our connections to it, but I think we can both say though, that is underneath a lot of other stuff. Yeah, and well, for sure. Like I said, I was just explaining my yeah, my connection. I think I definitely. I'm almost positive I voted for Ragnarok because I yeah, Ragnarok's a better movie. I don't think there's any question. It's <laughs> one of the, there's. A, I was pleasantly surprised it made it all the way to the finals because I was a little. I know some people are hit or miss on it because it's weird and because it's not really like the first two Thor movies that much, even though it's got a lot yeah. of the same cast. It's. But I I love that. I just love how weird it goes and how it still fits in and it makes. It uses Chris Hemsworth to his best potential, and it, it uses all the cast. Mark Ruffalo is great in it. Hiddleston is great. It's um, what's her name from Westworld that I can I would never remember her name is great. Tandy plays Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson. Oh, Tessa Thompson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I love Ragnarok. I was very happy to see. Even though I love the Guardians movies, Ragnarok. I I I I went with Ragnarok all the way until it faced Endgame. So. Yeah, I um I I did too. Um be, and I think I went to it in the uh, I I chose it. I think my final choice was Ragnarok in the threesome. Um I love Ragnarok. I think I mean partially too because it really I do think that that is when Marvel had a little bit of an opening and started realizing that they had to allow more artistic freedom to not only the directors, but the writers, the actors, everyone. And, Uh um, and really trust that they had done well in their casting and let kind of people do their jobs. And I think Uh that you see more of that because if you look at some of the other movies and Iron Man two and some of the other movies, it seems like they had to keep certain beats. Um, even like a movie like Ant-Man where they replaced, um, what's his name? Uh, Edgar Wright. 
Oh, yeah. Man, uh, I would have loved to have seen Edgar yeah, Wright. Yeah, and I think Man, today they would've, would have kept I'm him. a huge Edgar Wright fan. That would really bum me out when he got taken off that movie. Yeah, and I think that I really do think if this was today, they would have kept him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons. But also the film itself, of course, is so fun. I love Thor in it. And you get two different versions of kind of space with Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians mm-hmm. are always kind of on the run, on the lamb, trying to make it. They're lost in space, right? They're rejects. Yeah. Thor is in control. Even when he's on that planet, he's like, well, I'll just figure out how to get out of here. You know, like yeah. he just does it. And I, I, <laughs> I, to me, I love also the 70s um, Conan heavy metal weird like feeling of Ragnarok that uh-huh. that you get this like crazy fantasy sci-fi uh yeah. which I think we're going to get more of and we got more of it in Loki too I think it really set the tone for for allowing them to be crazier and Doctor Strange and all that you know um yep. So I, I I am I really love Ragnarok. I don't think it's not my favorite of it all. It might be number two, um, but I think it was interesting to pit it against Guardians of the Galaxy because, like I you know for me, Marvel is two things. You have the Earth spy stuff. You have the space crazy stuff. Those things are kind of mixing together, and you have the sorcerers too. Like they said, it's either yeah. what is it? Either sorcerers, robots, robots or uh, <laughs> something else. Yeah, I can't remember what they robots, aliens, and sorcerers, isn't it? Or yeah. which one is it? Or I can't remember. What yes, that's what it was. Anymore. And I added um, uh, anybody uh, serum people with serum. Oh yeah, there you go. The, the serum because <laughs> that that's what they are. They were forgetting themselves. Yeah, um, exactly right. But I, I don't know. I just think that the the vision that Ragnarok, letting them go that crazy and bringing that element into it is fun because they didn't put enough of that. That's the only problem that I have with uh, Infinity War and Endgame is that they couldn't even even though Endgame does have fun moments. They couldn't do any of that zany, a lot of that zany stuff like they do in Ragnarok, but yeah. it wouldn't have fit. So I'm not going to yeah, complain. It, it was but, too serious for that, yeah. for a lot of that really off the wall stuff. But a lot of parts of Ragnarok are serious. I mean, in the yeah. end, it well, is Ragnarok. I mean, part of that might be, <laughs> I, I love the Russo brothers, but Taika Waititi might just be a better yeah. filmmaker than the Russos too. I mean, I think that that would probably be safe to say. And he has more experience, too. Yeah. He's been doing it longer. I mean, I I did see some interview with him the other day where he said that the next Thor movie that they just finished shooting is makes Ragnarok look like a team that's supposedly even crazier. So that's all it had me excited. Whatever the quote was, it was something to that effect. So, yeah. All right. What do you got? Excited to hear that. Anything else you want to chat about? Well, I don't know. I think we've kind of ran through the MCU to the most. Uh, I mean, we don't need to definitely don't need to break down every movie. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. And we've been we've, talking we've done for, a lot of that already. We've been going for about an hour and 15. It's a little bit late. Maybe we should save the streaming stuff for a couple of weeks where we can focus more on it. You yeah, think so? I think that would probably be a, a good idea. 
I think. Oh, so, I do. Too. I, you know what? I do want to say one thing. I did yeah. love, love, love the finale of Loki. And I was pleasantly surprised when all of my theories and most of my wife's theories that I talked about with you and Mike and Delvin turned out to be completely untrue. 100%. <laughs> I would love that when that happens. Me so too, baby. I, I loved Loki, the final episode of Loki. I just had to say that quick. <laughs> yeah, I did too. That was a lot of fun. And I had so much fun talking with Mike and Delvin and I'm looking forward to what if I think it's obviously it's different cause it's one offs and it's fun. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. And as far well, as, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I've heard, I've heard rumblings that it might actually be connected to the MCU. I, I mean, I, I don't could, know if that's I, true, but I could believe that they would, I mean, why not? They're entering a whole phase of, multiverses and alternates and i mean that's what what if is so i could Mm -hmm. definitely see that happening and i think that that'd be i mean the 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 actors are doing the voices yep so it is an official i think it's going to be considered canon whatever that means um so i think that that's cool why not you know what i mean like hell all the cartoon stuff in Star Wars is supposed to be canon at yeah, some point. Yeah, that's too, true. Right? Like, and has, has anybody out there actually seen every episode of the animated stuff? I can't even keep up with it. There's so much of it. <laughs> I got to get in. Have you watched Bad Batch? I watched the first probably three or four episodes and I liked it, but I've, I've never been able to just, I've always tried all of the Star Wars animated stuff. And I mean, like I'm a massive Star Wars movie fan. I've always have been, but, I, but I've never been able to just stick with the animated stuff it just has never grabbed me the same way i liked it but it wasn't it wasn't like oh my god i gotta keep watching yeah i um i will i watched i think the first two episodes and then kind of trailed off i would like to get back into it because i was trying to get my son to watch it because Mm -hmm. he loved rebels and clone wars he watched it all like two or three times he knows everything about it and yeah. he also really enjoyed, oh gosh, what was, they did that other one for a little bit. The one, um, resistance, some yes. resistance, something. What, yes. Was that the one? I can't think what the name of that thing was, but right. When they're kind of like on a planet in a, in a, um, a barracks or something, or it's like a cantina or something of that. Yeah. I yeah. think it's resistance. I can't remember which one that was. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah. He liked that too. So I, th- I was trying to wait to watch it with him, but. I might want to check that out. Did you? Well, hey, I, oh, I was going to say, I, I'm guessing I will end up watching those because Luke has seen the first Star Wars movie, but I have him waiting on everything else till he gets a little bit older. And I'm sure he will want to watch those. So I, I'm sure. And he's in that phase where he, he wants to show me everything he, he likes. So I'm guessing I will be I will be seeing all the Star Wars animated things soon. So did you watch the new He-Man? Yes, I did. Okay. And did, I watched it because I wasn't going to. And another Luke story. He happened to be in the room while I had Netflix on and he's like, what's that? And he saw the picture of He-Man and Skeletor on the Netflix thing. And I'm like, well, I need to, I need to preview it first before you, before I let you watch it. Cause I like, I have no idea yeah. what the age range on that is. And yeah. so I sat down, I think it was Friday night, maybe whatever night it came out. And I just put one episode on at like 10 o'clock. I ended up watching the whole series. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, for people who haven't watched it, there is, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of switcheroo plot changey type of stuff that happens in it that I think that there's getting some press about it, which in the end will just bring more people to it because yep. all press is good press. 
I think it was. I think. Oh, go ahead. Did you? I think it was a uh, uh, smart choice. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think it was a smart choice because let's just say that Kevin Smith changed it up, and that's good. When you're bringing something back, change it up a little bit. In the end, I think, uh, the uh, actually late, earlier this earlier this hour earlier this evening, I watched uh, Mike's instant reaction for it, and I agree almost everything Mike said on his his YouTube video. I mean, I think perfect. So if you have any interest in it, check out his video. But yeah, it's, I think it's a, I shouldn't say I loved it, but I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Hey, you know what I say is we are living in a world where we are force fed everything again that we have regurgitated from our childhood, <laughs> be it Woodstock 99 to <laughs> Sesame Street, they got to redo it. They got to redo everything. Tom Hanks is mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers. Everything they're going to redo everything. And if they're going to redo He Man, which first of all was a silly show, and it was just people fighting, and they made it to sell toys. Okay, long story yep. short, no matter what, no matter what great attachment you have to it, there probably was some things in it that the writers wrote, and people worked hard, and of course they did. It was it's art, you know. Uh, but in the end, I think it's interesting that you get you, you get a chance to do it again. And instead of just giving people regurgitating back, you challenge them a little. You do something a little bit different. You you uh, maybe subvert expectations, but perhaps not. And you you know you just keep people on their toes a little bit, and you at least keep them interested. That's what I'll say. Is it? It kept me interested. I've watched. I think I tried to watch like the Thundercats one. I thought that was okay, but this is kind of Thundercats. Have some imagination, people. It's that doesn't have to be exactly the same. Yeah, and I think I think it's also some people have taken the drug nostalgia, and they're yeah. addicted to it, and they don't realize that hey. People want to make something, let them make something, you know, like watch it and see what you, you know, like take it for what it is and not for what you want. And also this is only, um, that when they announced the thing, they said it was only the first of two parts. It's going to say a longer story. Let the, let this, you know, I had a little argument with Lachlan today. I'll tell you what happened, Andy. We were playing a video game, the new, uh, legend of Zelda game. Well, it's a remake of the Wii game. Oh yeah. Um, Skyward sword. And he was spoiling me. He oh. was saying, this is getting, they're going to give you this. I said, Lachlan, stop. And he's like, what? I wanna, and I was like, look, dude, are you trying to, I know you love your dad and maybe you're trying to sh- like show, hey, you know things, you know? Like, I didn't say show uh-huh. off or whatever, but you know. But I was like, I try to explain to him why I dislike spoilers because I think it takes away from the intent of the creator you're not you know you you you've given your time over to a person to tell you a story let them tell it in the way because the way you tell a story can be everything and you know you can you can experience it in a different yeah. way that's a, that's my biggest thing is i yes. don't i want to have my experience with the exactly. movie or show i don't want to have that my experience filtered through somebody else's experience i Thank i had you. to try to explain the same thing to luke here about I don't know, a month or so ago, whenever Luca hit on uh, Disney Plus, Claire and Luke watched Luca the night before or something like that. He loved it, so he wanted he wanted it with me. So we spent the entire movie with him telling me what was going to happen 30 <laughs> seconds before it happened. Yeah. And yeah. 
having that conversation is not easy. So I feel you. I feel your pain. I know exactly what you're talking about. And Luke's a lot younger than Lachlan. So he struggles even more than Lachlan does. I'm sure. Well, he got it because I was trying to say to him, you know, um, it's just like anything you create, or if you want to tell the story and I keep on jumping in, you know, and I think, you know, I think in the end he understood it and that's a good lesson for him to learn now. (laughs) It is. It's a good one. Kids. All right. I don't even remember what we were talking about because it's late. The garage is open. And I'm, 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 what, what did Mike say? I'm high as a giraffe's ass. Well, all, all I had tonight was herbal tea. So I'm, <laughs> I'm mostly in spirit, I guess. There you go. The spirit is what counts, baby. Well, this yeah. was a lot of fun, Andy. I had fun yes. talking about the MCU with you. Thanks for doing the bracket. A lot of people enjoyed it. We got to chat about things, have a little fun. And uh, these movies are a lot of fun, man. I look forward to the new one. I, I was very down on they flipped me too. like I was thinking like, oh, this is going to be silly. They're doing all these weird this. The, people are going to lose interest and and they might. I hope they don't because I think that they're going into a phase now where they are taking chances and letting people create and do weird shit. And um, and also just. In general, when they go into space and when they do the sorcerers and all that kind of stuff, it also gives them a great opportunity to do these awesome set design and costumes and makeup and outfit, you know, just crazy, like, you know, yep. weird characters, which the planets and the just I keep when I think of Loki I th- and even Ragnarok, too. That's why I put them kind of together is the color palette is just amazing. You know, it looks yeah. beautiful. That's one thing that's actually gotten much better because some of those earlier ones don't have the the color and the that they that they do a lot of the stuff a lot of the more recent stuff has been I think that's been one thing they've drastically improved in and I think we're also gonna we're gonna test the limits of how long people are gonna do it because there's in the next eighteen months there is six movies coming out in theaters plus all of the one two three well three TV shows yet in just in the next in the next six months. Yeah. So there's going to be, it's going to be Marvel all the time. So I think we're going to really see how, how far people are willing to go with it. I'm a little nervous actually, that it'll be a little too much, but I, I have to have faith because they've, everything they've done the last couple of years has been pretty great. So we shall see, man, we shall see. Hopefully those movies will be available on Disney uh, plus as well. Cause I like watching. That would, I think that would be a good thing. <laughs> 30 bucks, baby. Make the popcorn in the kitchen. All right, everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. This has been super fun. I love it, man. I'm sitting out here. I could just keep on chatting, but I know I got to end the show because uh, it's getting <laughs> nice and cool out here. We, we always get more time. We can always do uh, more shows. That's true. All right, Andy, you get the final word. You have anything you want to say? Uh, I don't. I just, uh, I, I'm glad everybody had fun with this tournament and we will hopefully do another one again soon here when I get a little free time. I'm, still have some mulling some ideas so i know people are not shy about giving me their feedback now privately and on publicly on facebook so either way is fine um i guess everybody stay cool this summer yeah thank you andy thank you everyone peace out